0: holy shoot wrestling podcaster podcast that's all about the world of professional wrestling i am a host uh, b-rod broad whatever you want to call me and uh, joining me today is big bang mike hello, good morning doing...
1: good hello morning.
0: yeah i think it's the first time we recorded in the morning
1: it's a different experience
0: yeah me and jason last year we planned to do a pod out when we we're out in new york for last year's wrestlemania remember when that had a crowd and um we, we were so tired and uh, I feel the exact same way uh, even though we were all uh, self isolating so um, apart from that uh, anything you would like to discuss first before we get the pod rolling properly <laughs> that's a great way <laughs> to it, segue into it, general segment. It, it is
1: as, as the audience can tell we've planned this greatly um no, I think if we just work our way through it and then give, you know, overall feedback, it. all I can say is go, going into it, I expected very little and felt they were doing it for the sake of doing it and that they shouldn't be. I think that they should have postponed. But that was my thoughts going in. Whether that's my thoughts coming out, you'll find out at the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good point you raised. Um, Like, coming in myself, I... I didn't have any expectations to be honest. They were pretty low. Um, I sympathize with the fact that they didn't postpone. The reason why is we don't know when COVID 19 and this crisis will end. Uh, you know, there's rumor that they're going to cancel Money in the Bank next month. After that, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but b- before you know it, it's probably SummerSlam uh, before there's any sense of normality resuming Um, i
1: i get that and i know it's so unpredictable what's happening but what they're missing is that for 30 40 years that there's been this argument that the wrestlers should get an extended amount of time off and vince has always fought against that that it has to go on all year and now they've actually got the chance unfortunate as it is to stop everything rest them get them fully fit um Again, I'm glad, you know, I know why they did it. It's for the feel good moment, but I don't know if they needed to do WrestleMania last night. I think they could have done something anyway and had WrestleMania later. But again, that was me coming into it.
0: Yeah. um, I think, well, I think with the restrictions in Florida right now, I think we'll be lucky to see anything else in terms of the world of wrestling after a Monday Night Raw. Uh, at least from WWE's side. So I think this this might actually be the last of it for a while. Yeah. But yeah. Shall we get on to the first match of the, uh, yes. the record-breaking WrestleMania of Zero fans? Uh, Drew Gulak versus Cesaro kicked off on the kickoff show. Any thoughts about this match?
1: That's a kind of match that on paper looks like they could steal the show on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. um both have you know the ability to put on a fantastic match they, i think they've got good chemistry they work well they're similar size you know they they can do some strength moves but they can also do great mat work um i think you know i expected them to put on you know the the, the best match that hasn't had an audience so far um and i think they, they you know they were on their way to doing that until the end
0: yeah, very weird finish. The aeroplane spin and then Cesaro gets a cover on yeah. Drew.
1: I mean the uh, airplane spin was great. I really like that. I like mm. the fact they let go of him and you know, oh. hands on the hips. It was a really good middle match move that would have I would have remembered, but for it then to be the finish. Like I think that kind of halts Drew's momentum a bit. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. I think this was just it was a match for the sake of a match. Uh, I, I feel really annoyed in the fact that this is a one-hour-long pre-show where 55 minutes of it was, it was Pete t- Rosenberg t- and Corey Graves and five minutes of it was a match. I'm okay, yeah. exaggerating slightly on the times, but it was a very limited match. I give this like two stars just because of the guys in the ring. Um, they should have been allowed to steal the show right from the very off and just this- set a positive mood.
1: Yeah, like you said, there's no time restriction at all that, you know, didn't mm. need all of that stuff in the first time. Give, give them 15 to 20 minutes and let them put on something that makes us think, off the bat, wow, this might actually be a good night. But after the pre-show match, it was kind of going with what I expected, that it wasn't going to be a good show.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of things that lasted 15 minutes, the introductions! Oh, <laughs> wow. Um who the hell like what What was that intro video? I think I mean, it would have been great for WrestleMania in a stadium but bloody hell what was that awfulness?
1: <laughs> I think it's a mixture of people going stir crazy because they're in isolation and taking it out with their computers. Um, I didn't find it that bad. I found it that they're trying some, trying different things while they've got the chance. I think they know that they're not going to get massively criticised no matter what they do. So let's let's mix it up a bit and let's have some fun.
0: Yeah, I I get that. It's just I don't think it was any good. Um, I thought it was cheesy and appalling. Um, you know, oh, right before this, Stephanie McMahon did a one minute introduction for this year's WrestleMania. Um, explaining the circumstances, still refusing to use the word coronavirus or COVID-19.
1: Is that one of those banned words that Vince has?
0: I think it might at this point. It's it's just, just tell the fans, you know, just like we know it's bad. Like Cody did an excellent speech on AEW and this is not to trigger like WWE fans or, you know, say is better than WWE but that is one thing that they definitely did right was address it properly and yeah, Stephanie Spiel at the very beginning there might be some substance to it but it just felt very disingenuous and very corporate um,
1: It did yeah. and I, yeah I, I think that there should be a, a speech that I would have liked to see Vince do it um, Yeah and I'd like to know the reason they're not mentioning it. I mean, it's not like... I understand sometimes they don't mention things because they don't want people to know and they want to stick to kayfabe, but this is a little bit more than that. There's no one on the planet who doesn't know why there's no fans.
0: Um, Trump might. But anyway... Um, <laughs> that's a terrible joke. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... I kind of get why they don't want to mention it every five minutes in WWE programming. I I get it. like They're trying to view themselves as some form of escape, and I appreciate that. It's just... It's WWE playing down, playing, uh, dumbing down for the audience. That's what it is, and it's just insulting. I just wish
1: they addressed it. Yeah, just this once. They don't have to mention it throughout the show, but just this one time where it's obviously a, a different part of the show, you know? yeah absolutely i think wrong person and wrong words yeah
0: uh i, I mean i th- i think stephanie's a good sports person for the company so i'll kind of let that slide but yeah uh, it's just just say the words we're not going to be like oh my god she used the c word <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh speaking on things that lasted 15 minutes as well uh First match of the night: the women's tag team championships. They opened the show. Uh, I don't think it should have opened, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross successfully defeated Asuka and Kyrie Sane after Alexa Bliss hit the Twisted Bliss on Kyrie Sane uh, to win the tag team belts. What were your thoughts, Mike?
1: Okay, so this is the first time that the women have opened WrestleMania. We're coming a year after the first time the women main evented WrestleMania, so it's it's good to see. And, you know, the opening match at WrestleMania is a big spot to have. Um, normally it's there for a very different reason to get the fans into it and get them excited. Here it's to set the tone of the event and to, you know, give us give us a real first match that means something. Um, and they definitely did that. I like the fact that there's a title change straight off. So we're seeing that is possible on this, you know, what, what could be classed as like another Saudi-type show where nothing real will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's right that they did the change. I think um, Oscar should definitely be in the singles matches, not tag team. And her performance in this match showed how I think she's so much better a performer than the other three. I think the other three are great characters and they they are good, but I think Oscar's the next level up. Um, Also interesting, if things go as I think they will tonight, we're going to have two Scottish champions. So go Scotland.
0: Yeah, I know. What, what a great day to be Scottish. Definitely. It, it's such it's such a Scottish way of winning. Ah, oh, we won the WWE and the Smackdown ta- <laughs> uh, sorry, the Women's <laughs> Tag Team Championships. Oh, great. It's like, yeah, it's great with zero fans. Uh, yeah. But, you <laughs> it's you <know>. the most <laughs> Scottish way of winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like with thunderous lack of applause. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I actually really enjoyed this match. I enjoyed this match more than I thought um, I would. And I, I agree with your sentiments. Asuka is a step above. And I think this is the right decision in terms of booking, not just because Nikki Cross wished me happy birthday last year and <laughs> Mania Access. So um, definitely not biased. Uh, <laughs> but joking aside, I think that I think that was the right booking. I think it's clear that they need to make Asuka a single star again. She's definitely been the best thing about WWE under lockdown. I think she's been the most entertaining. I think WWE, to their credit, recognize that. I mean, Vince has just put her on raw and spat down yeah. every opportunity because
1: I she's. Get the, I get the sense she's told to just go out and say something.
0: She yeah.
1: We don't even know what she's saying.
0: Yeah I, I don't I think Vince probably just finds it hilarious but you know yeah. what like just fucking run with it. Uh like, <laughs> like if Vince if Vince finds you hilarious so be it. You know you're getting a higher spot if you're getting a higher spot on the card. I mean take advantage of that. Uh and I think she will. I think Definitely. Kyrie possibly going back to Japan. That's been a rumor going around uh, since the beginning of the year. Uh I think it would be wise to um Shift the bike belts onto. If
1: that's TV. true, I hope to do a split and get some Oscar Kairi Sane matches out of it because I think they could be great.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, it, I mean, I, the only thing I will say is where does that leave the women's tag division? They, if they split up the Kabuki Warriors, if they sp- they've split up Fire and Desire, or, well, we don't know how the storyline will play out, play out tonight, but.
1: I think it's time that the. Um, women's tags went on to NXT and even NXT UK quite a bit and did what they initially said they were going to do.
0: Yeah, but they split up. They split up the one tag, the one good tag team that they had in NXT, which was um, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. It's just very frustrating to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't one for the women's tag team titles to come onto the scene just for this reason alone. It's not because the women don't deserve more championships in WWE. I think they do. Uh, I think there is, an, there is a need for it um, because you can't have 10, 12 women on each roster yeah, or more fighting for just one championship.
1: I think one's got to come before the other, so you can't have you know, loads of female tag teams, and then introduce the belts. You need to have a, a reason for them to form tag teams in the first place. Otherwise, why would they bother? But yeah. I, I think the the women's division in every promotion is in need of a secondary title like the Intercontinental.
0: Yeah, I I actually agree with that. In terms, well, maybe not so much NXT UK, but
1: uh, maybe NXT combined yeah. NXT UK
0: yeah i think nxt could definitely like it's, yeah. got, the, it's got the most awesome moons division in the world right now um most aw- oh what a weird phrase <laughs> oh, i've just finished a cup of coffee or kick in towards the end of the review
1: it will anyway, a drunk heard. podcasts are the best
0: <laughs> i'm not drunk i'm just very tired uh <laughs> i wish i was uh it would make this more entertaining Anyway, uh, shall we move on to Elias versus King Corbin?
1: Yeah, but before you do, you you little skipped um, Rob Gronkowski's, you know, as the host of WrestleMania. What what did you think of that?
0: It happened. I, oh, I yeah. wasn't I, I wasn't offended by it.
1: Yeah, but what was the point? I mean, I think well, that you're a big NFL fan. I mean, I'm I'm not the only reason I know of him is from the Andre the Giant Battle Royal appearance. So how big a name is he?
0: Uh, he graced the cover of Madden a few years ago, uh, so that gives you an indication. He's very well known in North America. He's right. a three-time Super Bowl winner. Uh, he's very instrumental to all three Super Bowl wins. He was Tom Brady's like biggest target um, in the New England Patriots, who are a
1: uh, sport. So, so him hosting is quite a big deal.
0: I would say so, but okay. like, I'm not sure how much of a big crossover between NFL fans and wrestling fans there are these yeah.
1: days. I think the to, have it, to have a guest host who's apparently such a big deal, to have it at this event, you know, there's no fans and anything. Did you need a host? Could you not I have think, saved I them for when there could be fans?
0: Yeah, I think it also doesn't help that Gronkowski's retired. So right. he retired last season um and i think that's enough for people to forget about you at times if it was tom brady then it would be big it would be a huge deal um or a starting quarterback but this guy's no longer playing in the nfl um i don't know like i think there's a difference between american audiences and international audiences and this is very much something for american audiences
1: Okay, so yeah, it happened, but it didn't achieve anything and didn't make anything awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of celebrity appearances, it's not Kim Kardashian, so I'll take that it. as a win. Um, that actually happened, I can't it believe did. that 24. Great, <laughs> Russia, yeah. um, so um, yeah, oh, also, star rating for. The Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Kabuki Warriors match. i give that two and a half stars. I thought it
1: was really solid. Yeah, I think they do three quarter stars. So two and three quarter stars. I, I, I liked it, and I think it gets the extra quarter for me because they do a title change in the first match. I just like that. I think that's yeah a good show-setting match.
0: Yeah, I think it was a solid, very solid match. Can't can't really complain. Uh, speaking of two-star matches, Elias versus King Corbyn. (laughs) Um, I did joke, me me and Mike, we were on a Discord chat uh, last night during Mania, and I I think I said, this will be the most two-star match you'll ever see. Um, Would you agree after watching that match, Mike?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think a match has ever benefited so much from not having a crowd. Um, It was... (sighs) okay it wasn't bad it, it was mm. just blah. it happened and it finished with a roll-up a roll-up at wrestlemania just should not happen and as soon as that did happen it makes me think that i was right that this isn't going to be a real show suddenly that the the good that the first match did is erased because it's obviously a, a feud continuing match instead of a feud ending match
0: so, first and foremost, one of the greatest Mania matches of all time, and you're you're, you're a smart you're a smarter wrestling man than I am, Mike. You know, Are you going to say WrestleMania 10 Steamboat, was a roll-up? Steamboat Savage roll-up. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. Um, you know, Brit, yeah. Bret Hart, British Bulldog, a WrestleMania match in all but name, roll-up. Uh, it, it, some of the greatest matches of all time have ended in roll-up, but. Um, this was not one of them. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I think it started off well. Like Elias taking no shit, gets a, just gets the guitar and whacks Corbin with it. The match itself, in all honesty, you were right. It wasn't bad. It was just there. Um, I There's nothing wrong with it, per se. It was just safe. It was a very mid-card Friday night SmackDown match that you couldn't go wrong with. Yeah. But WrestleMania No, this is this is just filler.
1: No. If that <laughs> match had happened at the originally planned WrestleMania with eighty thousand, I think that could have been dud. I think
0: I it would've been the toilet break match.
1: Yeah. So I think not having fans will actually increase it from dud zero stars up to the one and a half, two star range. Um just because of the beginning. I do like that Elias looks a bit more intense and
0: Yeah, I think it would have helped if they maintained that same level of intensity. Like, Elias, you nearly got killed. Yeah. Be violent. I think that's, yeah. that was lacking. I, I mean, for, me, for me, it was two stars, I, just because it was solid, but nothing more.
1: Yeah. I mean, remember the storyline. Elias almost gets killed by Corbin. you think he would want to hurt him and punish him, not sneak a win with a roll-up and then leg it out the ring. It's it, it was the wrong way around. I could imagine if Corbin had won with the roll-up like that, it would make more sense, but yeah. Elias should want to hurt him. He should want the match to continue and keep going.
0: Yeah, I also think Corbin should have went over. I, I think, think so he, too. Yeah, like he's whether you like it or not, close to the main event heel you're getting these days outside of the Fiend on SmackDown. Um, he needs to win, and he I think he needed to win clean as well. Yeah, I think this is just uh, this. This doesn't this doesn't work for either man. So l- let's move on, on to Becky Lynch beating Shayna Baszler by roll up <laughs> 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 for the Raw Women's Championship. Hmm. Uh, I'll let you go first, Mike, because you know um I, I reckon <laughs> you'll have a more interesting opinion than I will.
1: Um. I think that this match had a good story going in, biting the neck side, which was a bit much. I think mm. it it felt, you know, as close to real as we can get with them. Becky, especially, really wanting revenge and wanting to prove herself against this top cage fighter. Um, the match was good. It they they worked well together. It was had the right level of brutality, and then it's as if they went. To the finish, five ten minutes early. I mean, the match went eight and a half minutes. It's eight and a half minutes of a good match, but the fact that it's so short and ended when it did, again, just drops the star rating down drops your, drops your. I mean, this is two roll ups in a row. Yeah, and this is an event that I'm thinking will just be a do it for the sake of it, and now they they seem to be doing it for the sake of it. I just—I would love to know what the original plan was. If was that always the plan to give the a half minutes and Lynch to win with that move or that roll up?
0: I don't know. I mean, speaking of timings, Elias versus King Corbin got more time, and Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan got more time. Yeah, and this the was one of the heavily match built matches. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It just felt like it just cut straight to the end. This match needed five more minutes at least because it was starting to build up well. The the match itself, very hard-hitting, lots of good counters. It's a typical Shayna Baszler match. It's not like the most entertaining match you'll see on a card, but it serves its purpose very well in terms of just looking brutal. And then the roll-up happens. yeah now, I was thinking about this match probably the most outside of the boneyard match uh this morning uh when I was just making some mental notes and I could see this view continuing i think I think it will continue uh I think that's the reason why Becky won I think I kind of view it in the same way that was like Finn Balor Samoa Joe back in nXT and I think they could be going down that route where Finn Balor would always find like a way to outsmart the bigger opponent. And, you know, Bezer's, you know more experienced, more violent. And one of those finishes was exactly the same as what you saw last night. Yeah. And then eventually Bezer gets the dominant victory, and that's that. And I think that would be a good way to put Bezer over, extending the feud and whatnot. <sighs>
1: Yeah, but again, that dominant victory should normally come at WrestleMania. WrestleMania isn't normally used to be the opening match. Um,
0: I th- I think that's changed quite a bit uh, in recent years. Um, you know, like Rollins, yeah, I mean, they went through Rollins, a period yes. where like
1: Backlash was the you know the tidy up from WrestleMania event, and
0: yeah. Yeah, remember well, when they repeated the WrestleMania 20 main event? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Even yeah, they have done but, that a couple of times.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think we would all feel better about this match if it's given more time because yes. it was good up until that very yeah. end point.
1: For Corbin and Elias to get more time than Lynch, base that is crying and again they they put so much planning into this so there, there must have been a reason that to go eight and a half minutes i mean we don't know everything was happening you could have had one of them could have been injured or they may not have wanted to go that but it's it just took away from the overall enjoyment you should...
0: yeah the other thing is that's been doing the rounds is basil not being very popular with vince um, because the lack of reaction at Elimination Chamber, not good, Not getting good crowd reactions on Raw, do you think that could have been a factor in the decision to uh, keep the belt on Becky Lynch, even though she's starting to sour with some fans?
1: Um, I think to to say the Beza isn't popular because of the crowd reaction, the crowd reaction will be on what you what the layout of the match and what the booking is Mm. i think the booking of elimination chamber didn't help her too much i mean we all knew she was winning so what she then went on and did wasn't as spectacular as it would have been if we hadn't known um i felt like they did it the wrong way around they kind of built up to lynch versus Baszler and then made Baszler the number one contender yep i would (laughs) like the other way yeah the other way around would have made more sense um and I think what's forgotten these days is Bayles is a heel. She's not meant to be liked, and she actually plays the heel well. She doesn't try and be the the cool, get the cheers from the crowd type heel like some of them do. She she'll and she doesn't cheat too much either. She just she's a heel because she's nasty and vicious and violent. Yeah, which, I which th- makes I her th- a face in some people's eyes.
0: I think she does cheat a tiny bit. Like just thinking from previous takeovers, like she's had quite a bit of interference in the past from Shafir and Duke. Uh obviously they're not there. <sighs> yeah, I mean I completely agree with you in the terms of the Elimination Chamber booking. I don't think the booking of the chamber itself was that bad. There's other reasons why it's bad, but the Bayes Bays are beating everyone that bad. But yeah, it's like yeah. oh Bays has just come out of nowhere after over Portland. And yeah, decided to eat Becky, and she's number one contender before that match even happened. Yeah, it's just like it
1: was definitely yeah. a black match because I actually, you know, taking all things aside, I enjoyed that moment Chamber and, I, You know, I enjoyed what she did. I thought it was different. I like it when they do something that hasn't been done before. But we mm. we knew she was going to win. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I've said on I've said on these pods before the worst thing for me is when I know something is going to happen, and then it happens. And the best thing is when I know something is going to happen and it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't expect Becky Lynch to win the match, so maybe it's the best thing. But Yeah. I'm just uh, so what's your star in for this match?
1: Uh, I will go again two and three quarters.
0: Yeah, I think I'm a Becky fan, but yeah, I have to agree with your rating there, two and three quarters. It, it needed more time. Uh, uh, the second year in a row, Lynch wins by roll-up. I mean, come on, that's that's your face of the company. If you're gonna yeah. have a win, have a win, have a win the right way. Anyway, let's move on to this match, um, which a lot of people, which some people enjoyed, some people didn't. Uh, it's Sami Zayn successfully retained the Intercontinental Championship uh, against Daniel Bryan with what Michael Cole called a Hoover kick even though it was just basically a big boot. Um, your thoughts?
1: Five years ago, this would be the match that everyone would think would steal the show. Um, mm. Sami Zayn has kind of moved into a manager role. He very rarely competes. So I was interested to see what they would do. Um, they did better than I thought they would. I, I thought there would be some sort of... To be honest, I didn't think Zayn was going to have the match. I thought he was going to substitute Nakamura in or something. Um, so I'm glad he did, it was nice to see him um, he did what I think was kind of a throwback to when he used to face Kevin Owens and, and the roles were reversed, that Kevin Owens would keep leaving the ring early on and try and frustrate him and stay away so it was nice to see Zayn doing uh, yeah. that the match itself it was relatively good, but it wasn't what these two are capable of Um and I think there is a there is an element of the storyline where Gulak's been helping Daniel Bryan, not or not helping, but like trying to coach him and point out his flaws. I think Daniel Bryan lost this because of his own actions. I think that'll be played on in the future.
0: Yeah, I think that that's going to be an interesting dynamic going forward. I am enjoying the Gulak Bryan, um, like coaching dynamic, a lot. Yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, Sami Zayn is just kind of like, what the hell happened over the course of these years? I mean, I'm glad he's champion, but...
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you've got this amazing performer who can put on five-star matches and you don't do anything with him, and as soon as he's never wrestling and in a manager's role, let's give him the Intercontinental Championship. It's yeah, three, th- four years too late.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I fully agree with that statement. I also think there is a part where maybe sammy can't go as much these days and hence he's in that managerial role which then begs the question why is he champion? why yeah um i mean i much rather see cesaro as intercontinental champion if i'm honest uh, out of the three th- nakamura has not never really entertained me if i'm honest in wwe um so yeah it, i was expecting something of a match i really did not like this match at all um I get that Sammy Zayn's a coward. I get that this was sports entertaining, but these are, on paper, two of your best wrestlers in the ring. And while Sammy might not be able to take as many bumps, he's definitely capable of doing something beyond that, which... No, I hated this match, if I'm honest. Yeah. Hated I mean, it, Daniel Bryan's
1: one it. of those who can drag a good match out of anyone, and then you put Sami Zayn, who can't go as much in there, but is still Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. You should be looking upwards of three stars instead of the two and a half that I would give it.
0: I give it one. I just thought this is a wrong... This is a wrong match at the wrong time.
1: One star.
0: Yeah, no, I hated it. Like, I thought... I thought it was just pointless. Like, this is Sami Zayn. This is El Generico. This is Daniel Bryan. This is Brian Danielson. Two of the guys that set the trend of wrestling that you get today in Ring of Honor, uh, they deserve this mid-card title match. Don't get me wrong. But not the actual booking. I, I get it in terms of storyline and in terms of sports entertainment. And... The angle that they're going for, but I just did not want to see this match. Uh, it's personal bias. Don't care. One star. I I dislike this a lot. Um, yeah. I was I was looking forward to this in the hope that they would actually have a match, but no, no. I don't think we'll ever see the old Sami Zayn again. Um, so no,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, that's... I I I think One Star is harsh. I get that you hate it because I feel like. You're giving it one star because of who they are and what they could have achieved, but if you take if you switch them out for two random wrestlers, would you still be giving it one star if they did exactly the same?
0: For a WrestleMania match, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, If it was Nakamura, yeah. If it was Cesaro, I mean, I I think the actual
1: wrestling, I think the finish was a lot better than Corbin versus Elias.
0: I think Corbyn versus Elias was a better match. At I least it wasn't a just explode, I, it? I, I, I mean, at least it was a match. Like, this was an angle. This was just a beat-down angle with a, a roll-up finish that wasn't even a roll-up finish. You know, it's just like, oh, one big boot and that was it.
1: It was a halover kick. Uh,
0: it wasn't a halover <laughs> kick. A halover <laughs> kick is when, you know, he's at the... when the opponent's at the turnbuckle and there's like some momentum behind that kick Uh, yeah this is pants I I don't care what anybody says Um, yeah this is a Daniel Bryan match I'm giving one star I can't believe I'm saying that but there you go let's move on to something that's a bit better then um the Smackdown Tag Team Championship was defended in a triple threat ladder match not a triple threat tag team ladder match but you know uh Miz was ill heading into this match apparently, so that's why they made the move. They couldn't find a replacement partner for John Morrison. Don't know why. So John Morrison successfully retained the title against Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston, poor Jey Uso and Big E uh, by basically falling off with the title belts because the other two were wrestling over the thing that was holding the belts. I thought it was an interesting finish to what was a really fun match
1: i agree i think it was fun i think it was a very good ladder match Hmm. um you know we're at the stage now where we've seen so many ladder matches that it's kind of hard to do anything different and hard to top things before but i think if there had been a crowd the crowd would have loved this there would have been a couple of holy shit chants um i really enjoyed it i definitely in terms of star rating it'll probably be match of the night for me um Taking them individually, I think Jimmy Uso, I mean, out of the three, he's the one who's never really had a singles run and big singles matches. Um, but I think he easily held his own here. I like the dynamic with him and Kofi, you know, the, the respect slash really wanting to get the win. Um, I think he took a really big bump that was, you know, quite hard-hitting when he comes off the ladder over the ropes and, you know, straight into the floor, no protection, no table or anything there. They Mm. often use a table in that spot to make it look visually more impressive, but actually, you know, hurts less. He took that really well. Kingston's just Kofi Kingston, who the, the things he can do, climbing up the inside of ladders and diving through them and stuff is unique. And John Morrison here showed what he can do, walking the top rope and doing that Spanish fly is a, it's a WrestleMania moment they they were trying to do the best match that they could which i think some of the other matches definitely didn't have they were kind of just plodding along doing what they had to these guys tried to entertain the fans even though the fans weren't there
0: yeah i think they think uh, all three men did a terrific job uh just a little note on the Jimmy Uso bump when he's pushed off the ladder by Kofi i Notice how you didn't see the landing. <laughs> Don't uh, spoil it for me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, I think that was one of the very few times that I noticed. That, oh, yeah, this is edited. Uh, throughout the well, course of the I show, I thought
1: we'd see more of that. I thought they would actually take advantage of that there was no crowd there and have things that they couldn't normally do. I mean, they actually did when um, I think Jimmy Uso is walking the um the barrier and they yeah. throw the lad ladder full speed at him. That's something they couldn't have done if they'd have fans. So, yeah, and they did that. Yeah. I thought, well, they, you know, this this could happen quite a bit. Um, there was a, there was a moment in an old ECW show very early on, I think, barely legal, where the ladder goes flying out of the ring and into the crowd, and they could kind of get away with that because it was ECW. But they could never get away with that these days in WWE. So things like that, I thought there'd be a lot more of that through the whole show.
0: Yeah, i th- I think I think it would have benefited from taking advantage of the empty arena setting a bit more. I yeah. think the only other thing that irked me about this match, and this is just another slight negative, is they, they have a ladder bridge, and they do nothing with a ladder bridge. Um, I think that was weird. Um,
1: I totally disagree. I think we've got so conditioned to, oh, they've made a ladder bridge, there's going to be a spot, and this is, this is going back to what I like when I noticed they do something that makes me know what's going to happen, and then they don't. I'm fine with them doing that. Why does that? Why do I have to stick to the formula? True,
0: true. But I want to see someone go through a ladder. So uh, yeah, fuck your smart opinion, Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other problem with ladder matches. As soon as someone goes, kind of takes away from how tough these ladders are. It's little little things like that. I'm I'm glad they didn't do that. But no, I thought I, this was up there in ladder valuable. matches. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry. And, you know, in terms of little things that do annoy me, though, yep. I'd like to know from the start, are they trying to get both belts off or are they trying to get that coat hanger type thing off? Like, exact... when, when they all three had it, I thought that was the end of the match.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, they're introducing the six-man tag belt. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I get your point. I think that could have done with some clarification because there has been times in the past um, where well, they've used that weird hanger thing. And yeah, that's been yeah, and th- th- that was sufficient instead of just putting down each individual belt. Yeah um, wow. I think the TLC match uh, at last year's TLC pay-per-view was a good example when Oscar retained the titles. Yeah, um, yeah, so that was weird and I think I liked the finish but I would get why people wouldn't like the finish. Um, I think it makes... I think, you know, Morrison and Miz have to look cocky and cowardly almost, and I think that's a perfect finish for them. I think it would have been better if Miz was in that position to get, like, a cowardly retrieval over Morrison, because Morrison's clearly, at least in the ring, more talented. Yeah. Yeah,
1: On the whole... I've got no real problem with the finish, but I think it could have been the, the same thing but better in that you could have had Kofi and Uso fighting over them at the top of the ladder, and suddenly Morrison runs up the ladder, steals the two belts, and dives off.
0: Oh, that you would know, be so cool. It, it would. The, I would like the, to see that,
1: but that, instead, would be like,
0: that, that. That would be like heist of the century. But
1: not, It would. Not as I would <laughs> really like to see that. I, I like it where they actually take a bump in order to get the the belts.
0: Well, to be fair, Morrison did take a bump.
1: He did the, take a bump, but it the wasn't deliberate. Bridge. Like a table where they literally, you know, I think the very first tag team ladder match where Jeff Hardy literally has to take one big massive bump to grab them off the ladder. He can't stay on the ladder and grab them at the same time. It's just that way yeah. of finishing. Um, yeah. But on the whole, in terms of wrestling match in the ring, match of the night for me, mm. I'd go four stars.
0: Yeah... Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed this match a lot as well. I'd probably give it three and a half. Um, I I don't. Th- maybe I'm being a bit harsh. I don't know. Um, but I enjoyed this match a lot, so can't really complain.
1: Yeah, definitely one I will watch again.
0: Yeah, I I think I would watch this match again quite happily in a mania reach Uh, moving on, Kevin Owens. Uh, beat Seth Rollins, not once, but twice. Uh, first of all, he beat him, in, uh, beat him by disqualification after Seth Rollins clocked him with the ring bell. This prompted Kevin Owens to call Seth Rollins, you're not a messiah, you're just a very naughty bitch. Uh, a lot of bitch, a lot of the word They uh, like that bitch. word these days. Yeah, bitch not maniac. allowed to say corona anymore, but... Yeah, it's just like, oh god damn, I can't, can't say coronavirus. Yeah, Gotta say bitch. <laughs> That'll get the fans going. Is that you
1: doing Vince McMahon? Yeah. Or Liam Neeson? I'm a bit confused. Uh,
0: Vince, but it's pretty bad. Uh, (laughs) One coffee, one coffee. Um, And then Kevin Owens managed to get Seth Rollins to agree to a no disqualification match. Kevin Owens then climbs a big fat WrestleMania sign, does a diving elbow through the announce table to Rollins. Rolls by the rain, stunner, one, two, three. Kevin Owens picks up two victories over the Monday night Messiah. Again, Mike, let's kick off with your thoughts.
1: So, yeah, pretty much two different sections here. The first was plodding along, typical for the night, really, um, DQ finish had it ended there would have solidified my thoughts that this is not a real show in their eyes and it's just like a glorified house show. Um if it had ended there it would have been probably one and three quarter stars to me. Um mm-hmm. as soon as it restarts, it's like a different match. Like now they really get going, there's a different intensity to it. Um it was a bit back and forth. At one point I really thought Seth was going to win. Um and then we do the bump and you know it's a spectacular dive it's very high it's it's what kevin owens does best big moments like that um it did make me think i wonder how much the show was actually edited because i didn't see pretty much any botches on the entire show nothing seemed too out of place except this one move probably the one move they couldn't redo i mean he, he smashes through that table but does he make any connection with seth at all
0: don't remember. Um,
1: I, think, so, I think maybe a fingernail grazed his ear, but
0: yeah, I mean that that's like half of those spots. So sometimes they just don't connect. Uh, any Shane McMahon diving elbow you've ever seen doesn't. Oh, yeah. uh, and and not the deliberate ones either. Um, yeah, I think aside from that, I think this was. I agree with you. It had two different intensities. I believe this match should have opened WrestleMania. I think this is a hot, kind of a hot feud going into the pay-per-view. This has been building up for a long time, this match. I think it should have been a no-disqualification match right from the off, and then you would have had a different level of intensity, I feel, because the second half, uh, this is really one match, but the second half, the no-disqualification half of this match, um, was really entertaining, and it's why it should have been right from the very off. Yeah. Um, one thing I did love about this match, though, was the absolute trash talk between these two. Um, I think they, were, I think both guys had really great trash talk. Seth Rollins is a fantastic heel. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this match for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, there's good parts to it. Um, in terms of the match ending by DQ. It- it's obviously a deliberate DQ and he's laughing and happy about it and for his character to then accept to restart the match as a no DQ didn't really fit what they've been playing I think that would have been the chance to actually make the host have actual point to being there because he was up on the stand the whole night if he'd got a mic and said no 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 we ain't having this at Wrestlemania it's restarting with no DQ that would have at least given him a point to be there other than just we've got Rob Gronkowski
0: i don't know uh
1: (laughs) um like why would you get deliberately disqualified and then agree to restart the match under no eq rules i
0: I think i think it's um so the seth Rollins character clearly has an ego like he is a monday night messiah he he's god at wrestlemania and i think when kevin Owens calls him out saying, you're not the messiah. You're a very naughty bitch. Um, <laughs> second time I've used that. Great success. um
1: oh, I'd love them to do some sort of parody on that.
0: <laughs> i, I oh,
1: Hollywood I next year. Please keep this character to Hollywood. And do a parody oh, of that. Oh,
0: my God. Just all the trailers again. That would be yep. amazing. Oh, I I lo- that was the best part of WrestleMania yeah. trailers Yeah. Great build to that pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about WrestleMania 21. But I think it's the fact that he's calling out um that Rollins is not a messiah, he's not being a god at this point, and it's just I think it's supposed to trigger Rollins' ego. Yeah. I, I would be the first to admit that I see your point of view a bit more. I think you actually make more sense of what I just said. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's probably what WWE were thinking, and I don't think that comes across well enough to get, you know, the no disqualification match going. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, by the way, Seth Rollins looking like Jesus—that's amazing.
1: I like it when he wears white. Um, yeah, I think that's
0: Monday Night a Messiah. Good color from Monday Night Missile on the tights. Yeah. Godly. ah oh, it's just. Yeah, I, I love the fact he's rolled with. Like he's one of the best things about Raw right now. I, I'm glad that he's had a successful heel turn. Um, yes, so um, much better as a heel. Yeah, uh you, you see, I think he actually makes a great intercontinental champion. I think he's a great mid card face, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you no. need great mid card faces, but as a heel, he's a main eventer, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he becomes Drew McIntyre's first challenger. Uh, if Drew McIntyre wins,
1: uh, that could be very good.
0: Yeah, I think that um, would be a very interesting feud. Um,
1: but yeah, for the, for this match, it comes in at two and three quarters for me but I think it could have been higher if they'd started the match with no DQ I think it should have been no no DQ from the start and it, it could have then gone higher. I think the way that they split it, a little bit illogical so it doesn't quite reach the three stars for me.
0: I'm giving it three stars just because I think it had the time um, but it, it, it barely scraped three stars. I I think the violence at the end really makes up for the fact that there was that DQ finish. I think there was great character work throughout. Uh, I think it could have been a bit more intense, and that's what would have elevated it. Yeah. So anyway, up next, Mojo Rawley becomes a new twenty-four-seven champion. Um, that happened. Let's move on. And <laughs> did you actually want to talk about that?
1: Um. No. <laughs>
0: All right, cool, sweet. <laughs> uh, and then after that, Braun Strowman defeats Goldberg in two minutes and 44 seconds to become the new Universal Champion. Of course, Braun Strowman replaced Roman Reigns heading to this match because of uh, a thing that cannot be mentioned.
1: Yes, uh, unfortunate circumstances. in
0: the- Yeah, the Voldemort, uh, the new Voldemort professional wrestling join, joining Chris Benoit is yeah. um <laughs> I I really hate myself for that joke um yeah th- this happened it was spear 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 power slam power slam power slam power slam match over with and Brawl Strowman is more powerful than the fiend by wrestling logic which means Sami Zayn is more powerful than the fiend by wrestling logic
1: wrestling logic <laughs> a scary thing to use sometimes
0: yeah, it's a never-ending cycle of misery. Anyway, what were your thoughts on this match?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, this is... It, it was interesting watching this and interesting listening to you all talking because we all knew it was going to be very quick. You know, I think mm. the, the predictions range from like 12 seconds up to a couple deep. of minutes that, like it was. But you know what? Considering it was a last minute stand in and nobody expected Goldberg strowman and you know, everyone was predicting through the match Goldberg is just going to hit him with a spear and then pin him in 12 seconds, or Stroman's immediately going to hit him with the power slam and pin him. And then, you know, Goldberg hits the three spears, and it was predicted that it was over, and then it wasn't over. Throughout those two minutes, 40 seconds, it was backwards and forwards, and you didn't exactly know who was going to win, and I like that. It was it was two minutes, 40 seconds, but there wasn't a wasted second in there. There was move after move after move. Um, so in terms of the actual match being what it was, <laughs> I think it's one of Goldberg's better matches in the last couple of years. <laughs> 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 Take that for what you want. It reminded me of the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match from WrestleMania. It was just, they start, there's no stopping for a very short time, and then it's over. That once it's over though you've got Strowman as the Universal Champion you know now standing alongside Sami Zayn as a couple of years too late but yeah. one of my favourite feuds over the last 5-6 years was Strowman Reigns I thought they had great chemistry and when they had Strowman as absolute I'm not finished with you angry giant and Reigns just not giving up and not being scared I think they were some great matches so if they go back to doing those over the summer I'm uh, super happy
0: yeah, yeah, I, th- I think uh, you made a valid point. Um, I think Goldberg Lesnar was miles better because it was more violent and more intense. This was just spam finisher move after spam finisher move. And before you say anything, I realized WrestleMania 33 was pretty similar, <laughs> but there was a more violent intensity to this match. This was like
1: uh, well, you had violent intensity, let, let, but you had let, four months of build, four <laughs> hours
0: yeah well there was no build uh (laughs) there was no but there was no explanation like yeah that was the one moment where they say look roman's life is more important than wrestling um but by the by you know that's the thing in itself and i'm not gonna go into it because People have their opinions, and I don't think they're very fair opinions on the matter. But uh... well, I think
1: it's obvious they'd only put the title on Goldberg for him to lose it to Reigns So now that mm. that wasn't happening, they need to take the title off Goldberg. They need yeah. to give it to somebody, but who do yeah. they give it to?
0: I thought that was pretty obvious. I mean, I'm surprised a lot of people predicted Goldberg. It's like, yeah, but no. Goldberg's only contracted WrestleMania. So, yeah. <clears throat> like, it's clearly going to be Strowman um yeah i think i think Strowman actually interestingly makes a better universal champion than reigns because you then set up two or three potential main event feuds. you have baron corbin um who i i get is not everyone's cup of tea but he's a great heel and i think everyone would love to see stroman squash him uh mm-hmm. you have roman reigns for the For the exact reasons you pointed out, great feud in the summer of 2017. Uh, Was it 2017 or 2016? I can't remember. It was 2017. Uh, Great feud in the summer of 2017, you know, flipping ambulances, not giving shits, you know. Yeah. Super super overdue. Um, Should have been Universal Champion two years ago, I agree. And then you have The Fiend, and obviously the Wyatt family history there. Uh, I think that could actually make for some interesting storylines heading Definitely. forward on SmackDown. So you have more, I think you have better main events with Strowman as universal champion right now than Roman Reigns. And that's no disrespect to Roman. I like Roman. I think, I think he should be universal champion a bit before this, if I'm brutally honest, it's especially when he was more popular uh, earlier in the year. Um, you know I think that would have been better if he was universal champion earlier but yeah let's stroman's the right winner uh, this match yeah. itself half a star it's not really a match
1: yeah I mean probably more like one star for me I did enjoy it for what it was and until the final bell two minutes 40 seconds of unpredictability
0: yeah yeah um, I, I yeah I mean I didn't hate it I think it was the best use of Goldberg just to get a yeah
1: i think if any good is to come out of this awful situation that we're in is Strowman being universal champion which i prefer two reigns totally mm. agree like you we can get a good summer of stories and matches out of it i hope he gets a longish you know pardon the pun i hope he gets a long reign um at least five six months because what i would hate is you know all this to be over and reigns just come and beat him and go to back to what their original storylines obviously were I think they should take advantage of the fact that a lot of people wanted Strowman to be the Universal Champion for a long time. Maybe a bit late, but let's let him run with it now, let us see what we can do.
0: Yeah, I feel that like Braun Strowman should be like the new like instead of the new big show, which I think is how they've been building him, like the new Undertaker, but like American badass version. Yeah. He is a badass. He is a proper, like fuck off American dude, you know. Uh you know, he likes his guns and he likes his meat. Like,
1: I think they switch American and heal as quick as they can as well. So much uh, better as a heal. It, it's hard to feel, you know...
0: De- it depends. It depends because if it's a fiend, the fiend must be a heal by nature of its character. But you, there's ways that you, you can do it where you allow the fiend to be cheered and Strom to be a heal. Yeah. Um, I think with Roman, you have to make Strom in a face. Uh, I think it has to be a versus face feud because obviously it'll never turn Roman so there's no point discussing it and I think with say King Corbin who's probably the other guy that's in contention mm-hmm. um, Corbin must be heel so I, I don't think necessar- I don't think Smackdown needs another heel at this point point. and with coronavirus and if they can go ahead with tapings Roman's not going to be there
1: um, I'm pretty sure earlier on this pod you said that Corbin is the closest thing they've got to a main event heel
0: um, uh, outside of the Fiend
1: right I, th- I don't see the Fiend as a heel I don't th- I don't think he has heel slash face I think his character is what no, his character is
0: no he's a heel John Cena face, Daniel Bryan was a face The Miz was a face uh, Seth Rollins was a face, Finn Balor was a face whether you get cheered or not is something completely different. Um, mm. It's a, I think people confuse being cheered and booed with actual character motivation. And the fiend is pure evil. Um, that's what makes the fiend a heel. It's not like crowd reaction. Crowd reaction has been irrelevant for years. And what makes people a face or a heel? John Cena was never a heel. You know, he got booed. Roman so what, what would you have heel. said?
1: Austin was in ninety eight, ninety nine.
0: I think he was a face because he stood up to the authority of Vince McMahon. Hmm. Even though he had badass character traits and dickish character traits, he was ultimately against the machine. And that's what the Attitude Era was partly about, being against the machine of Vince McMahon and the corporation and the Ministry of Darkness. Um, I think that's what that was about. And I'm saying that as objectively as possible. Um, I don't think the Steve Austin character the best character for the record. Um, I think it was actually pretty one-dimensional, but we can go into that in a later podcast. Um, yeah,
1: I think I think we'll go very I, specific, but for for the yeah. record, i I see Bray Wyatt as a heel, but the fiend as a as a entity that exists and is what it is. It doesn't have face or heel. I
0: think it would be interesting to have a a face version of The Fiend, and you could do it like one based on Vengeance. Um...
1: One based on Vengeance, one based on love. You have two different masks. Mm. Possibilities are endless.
0: Oh my god, now I want to do a deep dive on The Fiend. (laughs) Anyway, let's get on to something more fantastical, which is the main event of Part A of WrestleMania. And you know (laughs) what? I'm going to count this as a WrestleMania main event. I don't care. Yes. Uh, the boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles. Undertaker won this match, literally Barry and AJ Styles. <laughs> uh, but who gives a shit? Brian Alvarez gave this a billion stars. I agree. I this was amazing. Uh, what 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 did you think? Mike?
1: I think that this is one of those matches that you've got to just totally forget everything that you know and expect from wrestling, and just let yourself be enjoyed. This is the kind of match that you could show a non-fan as just a bit of fun. It's just them taking advantage of the fact that they they not they don't have a live crowd. They're getting burned out and watching stuff on a big screen. They've just they had this chance to do something different, and I think the more the more fantastical things that they'd done in the match, the better it would have been. So I think the teleportation things and the the explosions and the hands sticking out at the end. You know, I had said beforehand, "What I really want is a hand to come out of the ground and grab somebody." So it was as close to that as it can be. Yeah, I
0: think. Th- yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, I thought that the editing and the camera was great. The sound, it was, it was fun. If you if you watch it as a wrestling match, it's ridiculous, and you know, in a in a fake sport, it's as unrealistic as you can go. But if you just allow yourself to be. Entertained by it. That's what that's what this purely was. This pure entertainment. We'll probably never see anything like it again. Although I think from now on every Undertaker match should be shot in exactly the same way. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, and after this pod, I'm going to watch it again. Can't complain at all.
0: Yeah, I I think this is a match I will binge watch till I die. <laughs> uh, I've so I've never as a fan. Uh, Obviously, I've seen American Badass and Big Evil Undertaker from just going back and watching old stuff. and I, um, I love Dead Man Undertaker, don't get me wrong, but during my entire fandom, when wrestling is actually happening, I've never seen American Badass or Big Evil. So for me, this is like a real treat. Uh, I know it's like a different version because Undertaker still has some of that supernatural powers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) comes out of the grave. Um, But, oh my god. What? This is just something else. And I mean it in the best possible way. This was the absolute shite that I needed to just completely distract me from the world right now. Um this was just amazing this was far this surpassed any expectations that i had and i had low expectations in a good and bad way in the sense that i knew this is going to be corny as hell but boy this is corny and i loved it and it was a masterpiece i think this as much as you mock the words sports entertainment i was sports entertained Uh, yeah just everything i loved absolutely everything I don't care who won, and I don't think it. I don't think AJ Styles or the OC will look like weak for it. I think if you're gonna lose to an old man, you're gonna get the, and get the rub. You're gonna get it here because you just put on one hell of an entertained performance uh, from Undertaker to AJ Styles to Carl Anderson to Luke Gallows. Them taking crazy fucking bumps uh, to. the Druids, the guys from NXT that needed a paycheck. Uh, <laughs> under AJ Styles coming out of the house, Awesome. Undertaker biking down to Metallica and the end with Salute and the flames and the, the lasered Undertaker uh, vigil, uh, vigil uh, sigil uh symbol whatever. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, oh boy. I yeah,
1: to- uh, totally agree. This is what the world needed. This yeah. is what every fan they I think this woke everyone up. And yeah. I think it's one of those, whether you loved it or whether you hated it, you've got to appreciate what they did. They just they pretty much took the piss out of themselves and said, we're just going to have some fun in these bad times. We're going to do something that we wouldn't have been able to do at WrestleMania had things been normal. And I think they did it great. I think they... They probably, I bet they loved making this. I bet the camera the writers, the performers, everyone probably just had a good time doing this. You could tell.
0: Yeah, I think this was like, yeah, they 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 fucking this doing this. Like if if they didn't, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, because it was just like bit. They they literally just got their own short movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. This was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, meets Supernatural, meets Sons of Anarchy, meets True Detective. It's just wonderful. And I think the best part is it was actually surprisingly quite layered for wrestling as well. Um, uh, shout out to Broken Matt Hardy as well. Like, definitely that character's influence came the, the in. The worst
1: uh, signs of that, yeah. yeah. And you know what this does? This only this really makes me look forward to the Funhouse match a lot more.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, I think the Funhouse match will be. Um, I think that would be absolutely sick. I mean, I no doubt. I, I mean, I trust if they give Bray Wyatt and John Cena full creative control, I think they can come up with something that awesome. Yeah, and you know, we forget John Cena's a Hollywood actor these days, so he yeah. can. I mean, he's actually not too bad in comedic roles. I'm not sure about serious roles, uh, but I think he can do cheesy very well. So I I trust those two performers to put on something this evening. And if it's half as good as a Boneyard match, I think we'll be in for a treat. Yes. Um, But I don't think anything will ever top the Boneyard match. I'm going to say this on a limb. This is going to sound utterly ridiculous, but this is probably my favourite WrestleMania main event since Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Hmm. Two, by the <laughs> way. Uh, I, like the, I like the Daniel Bryan winning the World Heavyweight title, but that was too predictable for me. The Stathor Rollers cashing was great. Uh, it was a very good match. I know you love that match, Mike. I'm not going to say that about it, but it wasn't my favourite match of all time. As much as I enjoyed this match. This is just everything I love about pro wrestling and stupidity. Uh, I couldn't have I could have created something there. Like I just every time I think, how would I fantasy book this differently? That's the first thing that goes in my head because I'm like, yeah. I can't for this. I love this so much. I <laughs> yeah. might put this so, in my rest. I might put this in my rest in heaven.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I'm agreeing with everything that you say. Um, I don't know, the only thing I'm is, sure that's heaven. It's too <laughs> late. Mike. Yeah. No, I want. I want. To, I want to redo that because it was. It was exactly what it needed. But the only thing I can't say it's the best main event because I just feel like it's a standalone. You can't compare it to other things. I feel like that would be saying that... I don't know, I'm trying to think of a analogy off the top of my head. Trying, it's like saying that that matches my favourite ever episode of EastEnders. It's, it's, it's not, it's something different. It's it is different my favourite
0: episode of EastEnders.
1: Well, it is, yeah. <laughs> EastEnders would be so much better if they filmed it like that.
0: And today, but, The Undertaker is being p- portrayed by Danny Dyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I can actually see them now doing a lot like this in future. They don't always have to be serious and they don't have to have storyline continuity. They've done it before with the um, with the old Bray Wyatt matches. and But I think this was done so much better because in the old ones, they still tried to keep them to character and tried to have a semblance of reality. Whereas this, they just, they went with it. They... Yeah. They had a few drinks and said, right, let's have some fun.
0: I think they did. I think they did. Yeah, um, yeah I think one last note. I w- I would love to know who was responsible for producing this match. Um, just because I want to give them a shout on Twitter to say thank you, to be honest. Um, is, I, I reckon is, it might be Jeremy Borash because, you know, he did the final, he did the deletion stuff on Impact.
1: I think there's probably um, quite a few people involved. Um
0: I think Krista Joseph's also part of it because he used to be Lucha Underground and he's now a double producer. Is Bruce Pritchard
1: around at the minute?
0: Yeah. I Uh, I, I saw saw his humour in there. He'll claim credit for everything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We're not going to have an argument about Bruce Pritchard right now. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, uh, you know, he could have done. Yeah, I would love to know who's responsible because I think... uh, Yeah, I just want to say thank you, quite literally, Uh, on Twitter. Just tag them go, thanks. That was awesome. Um, But yeah, no, fantastic stuff. Uh, Star rating, if
1: you will. (laughs) Can you give this a star rating?
0: Yeah, I think you can. I think you're allowed to. Um, So it's a match. It says match on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll go,
0: Uh,
1: how do you even read something like this? You
0: know you want to give it the full five. Give it the four five. Come on, join me, Mike. I'm giving it a four-five right now.
1: Yeah, I will say that Taker and AJ Styles had a five-star match. Yeah. <laughs> five stars.
0: This is all best and worst five-star and if, match if, in if, wrestling history. If,
1: and if it had been in the Tokyo Dome.
0: <laughs> yeah. I actually made that joke on Reddit, I think. I was just like, it deserves all the stars minus one because it's in that yeah. like, it wasn't a Tokyo Dome. Uh, but yeah no, this was thoroughly entertaining so overall thoughts on uh, day one of Wrestlemania 36 Mike
1: well like I said I would say what my thoughts coming out compared to my thoughts going in were um, the first half pretty much lived up to exactly what I expected and I was slightly disappointed with the way they were ending matches um, I think they then went on to make me feel like I was watching something a bit special, I think the ladder match was amazing especially given the setting I like the fact that they changed the universal title, and then the boneyard match has just <laughs> made this a WrestleMania I won't forget.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I fully agree. I give. I, I think it. I think up until the ladder match, it was lacking. I think the ladder match is pretty good. I think Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins was good. Um, I did think the women's tag team title match was also good. Uh, but there was a huge gap where it was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, mm, really didn't yeah. like that. And then Braun Strowman winning the Universal title, huge plus. The match itself wasn't, but, you know, was, I'm so pleased for Strowman. And, uh, yeah, the Boneyard match uh, really elevated this uh, this half of the show. So yeah. I'm going to give it a grade of, uh, just because of the Boneyard match, and this is going to be generous. I'm going to give this a B grade.
1: Um, yeah, a very split show. You've got something fantastic and something awful, and everything in between. Um, oh yeah, I'll I'll go with B. Yeah, fair enough.
0: So, um, Mike and I will return uh, tomorrow uh, to discuss our thoughts of day two of wrestlemania 36 featuring brock lesnar versus drew mcintyre the firefly funhouse match between bray Wyatt and john cena and the nxt women's championship match between rhea ripley and charlotte flair uh thank you mike for joining me today and thank you listener for well listening uh follow feel free to follow us on social media uh on facebook on twitter at holy shoot pod you can if, if you enjoyed this pod, then please do subscribe to us. Uh, drop us a five star review where possible, or thumbs up, or whatever your platform uh, has to rate things. And that's the bottom line because this pod said so.
1: Enjoy Mania.